welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rextad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. I'm Laura Forehand, and welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Um, While we have released episodes pretty steadily, many of you may not realize that we haven't recorded. We've recorded many of our episodes over the summer, and so it's actually been a while since we've gotten together to record an episode. I think the last time maybe we did this was in July or early August, so I'm really excited to be back doing this with um, someone I love very much, and that's Rhonda. So Rhonda, I'll have you introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Rhonda Earl, and I'm a second grade teacher um, in Kansas, and great to be here. I think we were kind of planning ahead. We knew the beginning of the school year was going to be crazy, mm-hmm. and believe me, it is. <laughs> so I was kind of glad that we had some of those podcasts pre-recorded so that yes. we could do it. So, But it's great to get together again. Absolutely. Good to have Good to have everybody here today. Yeah. So um, today we are really excited to have executive board member Stacy Bile joining us once again on the podcast. And Stacy has been with us on several of our podcasts. And we are so grateful because it seems like whenever we kind of throw a topic out there, Stacy is so gracious to jump on it and help us out with it. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to her podcast that we already have uploaded, Um, please check them out. Um, Some of the titles include, let's talk about virtual teaching. She uh, did a podcast on Peace Circle, on Rascal X, and then we will be releasing her latest episode that she did with us, which is on the bullseye game. So I'm really excited. And I've seen some talk on Facebook about people that either want to start that or we'll be starting it, want to know more information about it. So welcome back, Stacey. It is always such a joy to have you on the podcast with us. How are things going with you? Good. Good to see you actually and be with you today. Um, No, school year is going well. I'm teaching fourth grade in Michigan. I am virtual again this year, which is interesting. Um, Yeah, so I'm still on that wavelength. So I'm trying to get that Facebook virtual. And if anyone's listening, it's the weird, it's the only one that doesn't say whole brain teaching. So you have to look for WBT virtual. If you're interested in jumping on that Facebook page, I'm going to try hard to get that a little more active um, and talk more about how things are working virtually and how whole brain teaching works virtually. A lot of teachers, I, I'm hearing it's been crazy on Facebook. Like think people are like, oh, I just got switched to virtual or I just got, you know, I, all these teachers are somehow all of a sudden being put into virtual right now. And um they're like, I was using WBT in the, in the classroom. How do I use it virtually? And I'm, I just want you to know if you're listening, you can definitely use Holbury teaching virtually. It works. It's so, I don't know how I would teach virtually without it. So yeah, good. Off to a good start. 
we're on week six. So, you know, I always say if you can get through the first six weeks, it gets a lot better. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's a pleasure to have you back on the podcast to talk about another topic that we've seen a lot of questions about on the Whole Brain Teaching Facebook pages. And it's using Whole Brain Teaching along with a PBIS system. For those listeners who may not know, can you explain what PBIS is? Yes. Um, first of all, um, PBIS stands for Positive Behavior Interventions and Supports. That's what it stands for. It's a good old acronym. We love those in education, right? Right. And, um, basically, PBIS, we're going to call it that for the rest of the time because I'm not going to say all that again, um, is basically a program where you're explicitly teaching expectations and strategies in every school setting. So for example, in a PBIS school, whether it's elementary, middle school, high school, you're going to walk into a bathroom and there will be expectations of what you do in the bathroom. If you walk down the hall, there'll be posters. This is the expectations in the hall, in the library, in the office, uh, in the lunchroom, on the playground. There's just very specific strategies and expectations that a school staff will have spent probably a whole year developing so that everything is very clear for students to know what the expectations are. Um, they're always worded in a positive frame, which that's something else um, that people may not always realize. So in other words, you're not going to say, don't run in the hall. You're going to say, we want, you know, walking feet in the hall or however you're, depending on which, you know, which age group you're working with, the, the wording right. is typically age appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, I guess one thing I want to say right away is PBIS isn't, not, isn't necessarily bad or good. I mean, it's PBIS, like anything else in an education, when done well, is excellent. <laughs> when done poorly, is not a great tool. Right. So, you know, I've been in situations, my district is fully PBIS, K-12, and we've been doing it for years. So it's not new to us. Um, do all teachers use it the same way? No, no. So, you know, do all adults in a building use it the same way? No. So PBIS is a great framework, but it's a tool that um, yeah can be flexible, flexibly used and used really well, or, you know, not used as well, or people forget about the expectations and don't mm -hmm. hold the kids to them, et cetera. So, but basically it's a very common framework used for behavior throughout the country. I think it's used internationally. It's very, very popular. So each teacher doesn't have to do it the exact same way and that's okay. Oh, no, I don't think that's true. <laughs> okay. I think in reality, teachers don't all. So let me give you an example. So typically in a PBIS program, you're going to have the expectations. First weeks of school, everybody is supposed to cover those expectations. Then throughout the school year, in a typical PBIS school, there's a calendar of what you're reviewing every week. So like in my school... Um, you know, the week of the first week of October, everybody is reviewing recess. The second week, everybody's reviewing library. The second, you know, so you're constantly referring back to the expectations. Now, do all teachers actually do that in their classroom? Who knows, right? Yeah. The other piece of it is the reward system. So there's always a reward system tied to PBIS. Students are recognized for following the expectations. Again, what one teacher sees as following the expectations and what another adult might see could look different because you've got human, the human impact, right? right. You also have the nice people, you know, who I'm talking about the subs and the 
playground people who are lovely people, but they just start handing those babies out. You know, I always tell the story about, um, I was teaching kindergarten and one of my kids came in with their little, we have best books. Okay. So my one kindergartner who I'll be, I'll be honest, beloved rascal, right? Every day he came in with a best book. And I'm like, how is he getting these every day? Like what? And this was before my school started writing on them, what they got them for. Now that would have made it a little easier, but every day he goes picking up trash on the playground, picking up trash on the playground. I'm like, Oh wow. Every day. Like that's a lot of trash. I mean, how, how is there that much trash? So our school installed security cameras and in the office, there's a bank of, you know, there's like a big screen and you can see all the cameras. And I happened to be in the office during my lunch when the kids are outside and there's my sweet Charlie. And I'm looking at him. I stand by the trash can. I'm like, Oh yeah, he's picking up trash again. He was pulling trash out. Pulling trash out. We, the lady came by. Then he'd pick up the trash. He just pulled out of the trash can. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Trash can, and I'm like, oh, busted, <laughs> busted. I mean, so do children learn to work the PBIS system? Oh, yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> so I always say, you know, I mean, it works when people use it with fidelity. I'm sure it works far better than when you have random, you know. And I mean, I think some kids probably never get recognized because they're not doing the exact explicit behaviors that have been taught. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's kind of a nutshell. PBIS is much more complicated. It takes, seems like years of training when your staff Mm -hmm. decides to do it, but that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. So we're, we're also, I also teach at a PBIS school and this is our third year. And so I echo everything that you said, it does take a lot of time and it does take a lot of consistency, But one thing that I've either had people email me or we've seen this, as Rhonda said, on the Facebook pages. So what is the difference um, between, say, whole brain teaching and PBIS? So if you're a whole brain teacher, you know, how how are those two different or how are they similar? I think that's probably the question. I mean, outside of how do you use this tool? I think that's probably the number one question we get at trainings at, you know, on Facebook. I think that's a question we get. I bet, I bet every board member gets that question 10 times a year, at least because, you know, teachers are, are like, what else works? They find whole brain teaching, but their school's PBIS and they wonder. Right. So here's what I say. Whole brain teaching and PBIS have a ton of similarities. So there's a lot of things about them that are similar. Um, Focusing on positivity and teaching expectations are probably both like, you know, foundational pieces of PBIS and whole brain teaching. Mm -hmm. Whole brain teaching, our focus is always on positive behavior and, you know, being proactive and all those things are very true in PBIS as well. Um, Teaching things explicitly is something else we highly encourage in whole brain teaching. Um, so I think they also both have consequences. PBIS, while it's positive, there are consequences. If you, you know, don't follow the expectations, there's usually a rubric that helps the administrator know what is the consequence. Um, and in whole brain teaching, we have consequences we recommend as well. 
So they're both similar that way. Um, I would say that's probably where they're the most similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the reward system is different. Uh, there's a lot of differences. So one thing that I will start with for how they're different would be um, the improvement aspect. That to me is probably the biggest difference. Right. So when we're talking about PBIS, if I'm in a training, if I'm with my staff, you know, it's always about full compliance, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really talk about improvement as a, at all. They just talk about, did the kid comply with these expectations or not? And that's what you're looking for. Right. Um, where in homebrain teaching, we talk about, you know, we definitely want to set a very high bar. We're constantly saying, Hey, we can get better. We can do better. We do that. When we talk about scoreboard with rules, with super improver, everything we talk about is helping our kids improve. And, you know, we have the mantra of improvement over perfection, improvement over ability, recognizing our kids improvement. Um, So I think that's a huge difference. And so when I'm teaching expectations in my classroom, you know, what the expectation looks like in a kindergarten in September, you know, when I would call, you should get a buck for that or whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? If you're using super improver, if you're using PBIS, what you would say looks excellent in September, you actually set a higher bar come December, come March, come May. And here's where I see the difference. When you focus that way, that actually could happen. What I see in PBIS is we set a very high bar in September. Mm. And as the year goes on, I notice teachers actually lower the bar. Like, mm. and, and, you know, the answer is always, well, reteach the expectations, right? Which is what you should be doing. But in, in whole brain teaching, we're constantly rehearsing class rules. We're constantly reviewing the whole brain teaching general, the five general rules apply to everything, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge piece is that improvement mentality, which also helps all kids. That's my other beef with PBIS mm-hmm. is that, you know, we have those consequences and you're, you're almost tearing the kids. Like you have the tier one kids, tier two kids, tier mm-hmm. three kids mm-hmm. who don't meet the expectations all the time. We're in home brain teaching. We're talking, okay, so this little beloved rascal um, really can't make it down the hall without running. Can't do it yet. <laughs> So maybe his goal is, can he at least get from our classroom halfway before, or maybe with holding someone's hand, he does make it to the office or, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. maybe step it to help all kids find success. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily not that, not that good quality teachers aren't using PBIS that way. I know they are, Mm -hmm. but when your mentality isn't improvement, you have to choose that for yourself as a teacher where with whole brain teaching improvement is totally what we're about, regardless of where our kids start. And that, that just sets a different tone. Mm-hmm. So that would be my, I would say is a huge difference. Um, that whole piece. And then that whole rewarding, we've talked about that. I'll talk about that somewhere in a little bit, but um, I also think whole brain teaching is much broader and focused than behavior right? Mm -hmm. So that's a huge piece. If you're talking about whole brain teaching, we, we talk about academics, we talk about social behaviors, we talk about, you know, classroom behaviors, outside behaviors, but we're not just about behavior. We're also about the academics and improving that way. So we use our, we use our super improver and our scoreboard, not just to reward behavior. So we're also looking at, we're looking at critical thinking skills. We're looking at, you know, those types of things that aren't necessarily hit by PBIS. I'm fascinated by 
you're talking about the similarities and differences because I really think our school will, or in our district is going in that direction. So that kind of helps me get a mindset of what to expect a little bit later down the road. But okay, so the big question is how can whole brain teaching work alongside PBIS? Is it possible? I'm sure it is because you've been doing it, but if so, how can they work together? Okay, they absolutely can work together. And I've actually, I've literally called administrators for teachers that are around the country going, I know I can make it happen, but my principal doesn't believe me. So we have all done that. We've all talked to administrators. They totally can work together. So I have it kind of broken down into steps to help people kind of see. So I've been doing this for a long time. The short term answer is yes, you absolutely can. Here's the truth behind it. You have to be creative. And you have to be willing to work with your administrator. And sometimes that's going to happen slowly. And some administrators are going to jump in with you. So it's really about um, being creative and thinking about cooperation, which, you know, so the first step I always say is to use whole brain teaching to teach your PBIS expectations. So let's say your, your administrator is not ready, not ready to, to deal with you doing whole brain teaching yet. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But so the first thing you can do is if all you know is the class, yes, and mirror words are very basic whole brain teaching basics, class, yes, mirror words, teach okay. What better way to engage the kids when you are doing what your principals have asked you to do? And that is teach the PBIS expectations. So the first year we were doing PBIS in my school, I was still a kindergarten teacher. And, you know, these posters come out and I mean, some of our posters have like 12 expectations on them and we're supposed to take an hour and go around the school with five-year-olds to teach all these expectations. Well, first of all, I negotiated that kindergarten wasn't going to do that. We were going to do one spot, one hour, (laughs) one spot, another hour. (laughs) But the second thing I did was figure out how to just use mere words to teach the kids the expectations and they were moving and they were repeating and they were telling their neighbor because we hadn't done teach okay yet because they were too little, but tell your neighbor, okay, we walk in the hall or, you know, we flush after we go to the bathroom or, you know what? I mean, how much more fun can you have doing mere words about the bathroom? They love that. <laughs> so that's the key. Like that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Just use whole brain teaching. Remember I said, it's not whole brain teaching isn't all about behavior. So engage your kids in the PBIS teaching using the basics. That's my best advice for the first step. The other piece with that is if you know about the scoreboard, if you're like that far into whole brain teaching where you, you want to try the scoreboard or you want to use um, the super improver, you can teach right way, wrong way with your PBIS expectations and use the scoreboard. Like, okay, let's try it. You know, we're going to do the right way. Now we're going to do the wrong way. That's what we call right way wrong. <laughs> That's the worst thing to say. <laughs> right way or wrong way practice. <laughs> and what that means and preface with this with, if you have kids who can't handle doing the wrong way, just don't. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> the word, that practice method is just, you know, have your kids see you. This is not okay. This is the wrong way. See how that looked? That's not okay. Now we're going to practice it the right way which is a great tool to use that we've been using in whole brain teaching forever, but you can use the scoreboard to give them feedback on the PBIS expectations. That's one piece that's not present at all in PBIS is really, they just tell you to read them. Mm -hmm. Boring. Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, when you see it, give them a ticket, 
But the problem is the kids really don't always just reading that the kids don't always understand what that means, where if you give them the opportunity to act it out and to do it and to be actively doing the expectations, they're going to be much more engaged. So that's the easiest first step. Now, here's what happens when your principal sees you doing that with PBIS, that's called an invitation. Because <laughs> your principal can be like, oh, that's not how all the other teachers are teaching PBIS, right? So the principal might say, so what are you doing there? And you can say, well, this is actually whole brain teaching. In fact, I'd love to talk to you about how I would like to kind of tie them together with PBIS. So one thing I tell teachers all the time, do not go to an administrator in a way that makes them think you're not interested in PBIS because that here's the deal. If you didn't know the story, mm-hmm. principals aren't interested in talking about what you don't want to do. <laughs> it's not going to help you win the race. So you want to go into an administrator and just say, I, I'm really excited about PBIS, but I have some ideas that I could add to it with my whole brain teaching. I've been learning about, can I talk to you about what that looks like? So that's kind of something I would recommend to do. Um, and we'll talk a little more about that. The next thing is keep the whole brain teaching class rules. And that might require you, that, that may require you have to talk to the principal about that. Um, the reason I say that is the expectations are great. They really are. But sometimes you just need five basic rules. Now, I've always said, I don't care what your five rules are in whole brain teaching. I keep the five whole brain teaching rules. Mm-hmm. Some teachers are like, well, I'd rather word them this way. That's fine. The bottom line is we love our whole brain teaching rules because I can say in the middle of reading a story, oops, what's rule two? I don't have to stop reading and talk about the expectations and blah, 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 blah. Cause by now no one remembers a story. I can do less than an, I always say it's less than a second for me to remind the kids. I can be reading and tapping my head with the smart choices gesture. Boom. I keep teaching. So having those whole brain teaching class rules are so foundational to your room working efficiently. And it really saves you so much time. I have seen teachers tie their class rules to their expectations and do the numbering that way. So that's an option. Um, gestures all the way. So add gestures when you're teaching PBIS expectations. You know, we, we have gestures for make smart choices, but there's no reason you can't make up gestures or have your kids make up gestures for your key behavioral expectations that are part of your PBIS system. That would be the third step. Um, I like to, I always tell teachers, get your kids involved in making gestures. I think you guys know this. We hear this all the time. I don't know what to do for mere words, right? Because we're not as creative as the little minds that we teach. So I always just tell the kids, well, this is the words. How do you think we could act them out? You have a future drama king or queen in your class all the time. Yes. Happy to help you come up with some gestures. Let them do it. <laughs> so have your kids help you come up with gestures. They're going to remember them. You know, we know that from teaching the brain that when we give our kids gestures and words together, they're going to remember the expectations far better than you reading them on a poster. Um, now, the next big step, how are you going to handle your school's token system? So sidebar here, um, most PBIS systems have some type of token or reward treasure system. In other words, a student exhibits the behavior, they get either given a ticket or a token or what a house point, whatever your school is using. Now, having said that, now some schools are heavy on treasure box. Some schools are not. 
you're going to, it depends on the school and I'll, I'll share some ideas of what you can do. If your school is heavy on treasure box by treasure box, I mean, they get a sticker, they get a pencil, they get a fake mustache, they get tattoos, whatever. Um, if their name gets drawn or if they save so many tickets. Um, in whole brain teaching, we typically discourage that. Um, we say, mm-hmm. here's what we say, save that treasure stuff for your beloved rascals who really need motivation mm-hmm. because 80% of your kids will be thrilled with just being recognized, right? Mm-hmm. They're just happy. They're just the kids who want words of affirmation. You noticed that I was doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty content with that. So save all those rewards for your students who really need them because they aren't motivated by words of affirmation. Now we'll talk some more about some ideas, but the best thing that you can do is to try to get your school to use super improver as their reward system. Mm-hmm. Now, having now I'm saying this because I know schools who have. My school right. does not. <laughs> <laughs> schools that have. So that would be the best case scenario you could possibly have is that everyone's working on super improver. Everybody's working on level up in your school. You're you're noticing positive behaviors all the time. Everybody's getting recognized. Super improver works beautifully that way. Now, chances are that's not going to happen. So um, I do use Super Improver in my classroom. I focus on improvement in all areas. That means not just behavior. I'm talking all areas of my students. They're, you know, whether they're on time for school, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether they've turned in their work, whether they put their name on their paper for some kids. All kids have different things that they're working on improving. Um, however, if a student outside my classrooms to say they're in music, say they're in the hall, say the principal sees them library. If they're given a token, my students are, I do let them show me the token and I do give them a super improver star. They then take their token because we do a drawing. So they turn in their little token with their name on it and maybe it'll get drawn for a prize. So (laughs) I, that is what, that's what I've worked out with my administrator and that has not been an issue. Um, I continue, I typically don't give out the PBIS things, which I've had to, I've had to work on that. So that has been over a period of time for a long time. I had to do both. So I had to give a PBIS ticket and give a super improver. I no longer have to do that. Um, My principal sees that I'm constantly rewarding for improvement and positive, positive, positive. So my principal doesn't make me do that anymore. Um, but I did do it for a number of years where I had to do token and star. I'm not going to lie. It's extra work, but I felt super improver was so important that I, and I didn't give the tokens for everything. I stuck to just the expectations Mm -hmm. and I kept super improver for everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can totally do that. Um, that has worked. I know a lot of teachers have done that. Uh, we have house points now. So a lot of schools are switching to the house systems. That's becoming kind of popular in our country, the, you know, the Harry Potter house system. Um, and I just give house points and super improver stars. I kind of, I stick to improvement for super improver, but if I, you know, if I have kids who are just doing a great job walking down the hall, I will give them house points for that because it's not an improvement necessarily but Hey, I'm happy that they're doing it. That type of a thing Mm -hmm. where I'm a little bit more of a stickler about super improver being about improvement. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Any questions before we talk about administrators? <laughs> well, I did actually have a question and I want to go back to the right way, wrong way practice mm, yeah. because we, at the school that I'm currently teaching at, we started PBIS three years ago and we were strongly encouraged not to allow students to do wrong way practice. So I used to do that at my old school and the kids absolutely loved it. And I actually did it prior to our school adopting PBIS. So what, what do you do if you are a PBIS school and your administration is like, no, you cannot have students practice the wrong way, only the right way on how to do these expectations. And, you know, I've heard other teachers say that. And my answer would be, if you're, if your administrator is absolutely against it, then just don't do it. I mean, it's just, it's not, to me, it's not a mountain I would want to climb for. I think it's valuable for some kids. Mm -hmm. And I've said this before, like there are some kids where it's probably a really bad idea to practice the wrong way. Where for other kids, they really don't understand the difference. So what I mean by that is this. Have, and you've probably had students where you're like, were you doing what you're supposed to do? And they don't, they're like, yeah, they don't know mm-hmm. that the way they walk down the hall doesn't look like everybody else. They, they don't see it, you right. know? Um, and I think that's hard for adults to understand sometimes that what our kids see and feel is very different than what we see and feel mm-hmm. like I liken it to in my head you know, I weigh 120 and I'm a supermodel, right? But reality, that's right. <laughs> I think we all are, are in agreement with you there. Right? Yeah. We all know that. I think that that mentality, though, if you think about it, is how our kids sometimes feel, especially our rascals. Mm-hmm. Like what they see is behaving. They feel like they're doing the right thing. They don't understand. So sometimes I think for some of our kids, when they see someone doing it the wrong way, they're like, oh, yeah, that's. That's Mm -hmm. not right. And sometimes I'm the only one who does it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So I will have them see me doing it the wrong way as opposed to them practicing it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And and maybe you can get away with that if your administrator is against it. But I I really think we, we forget that, especially our young kids, they don't know. They don't know. And they think they're doing Yeah. And I just think, and then we're yelling at the kids or we're telling them they don't get a sticker. They don't, they're not meeting the expectation where they really think they have, they don't see that they're not. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I love about super improver tying that in with PBIS is for example, I have um, a beloved rascal in my class who um, really struggles to walk down the hall. We have these silver lines as I'm sure most linoleum floors in school hallways mm-hmm. have. And so they're directed to walk on the silver line. And for probably the first four weeks of school, he just couldn't, I mean, and I could tell him in the most positive way <laughs> I could, and still, you know, he was not on that silver line. And so the thing I love then about starting my super improver is that when I, now I'm seeing him starting to make those adjustments where he's walking um, like you said, even halfway to my classroom from the gym or the cafeteria on that silver line, that's an improvement, you know, super improvement star, <laughs> you know, exactly. um, and, and I will, I will say that while our students can't practice the wrong way, 
you're right. Us as teachers, we can show them the wrong way as long as we're having our students then practice the right way. So that is a great way to get around that if yeah. you are not allowed to let your students practice the wrong way. So, you know, we've talked about administration in, in a lot of our discussions here. So what is the best way for teachers who use whole brain teaching or who want to use whole brain teaching, but they teach at a PBIS school? What is the best way for them to approach their administrator? about whole brain teaching. Right. So I think the first step is going and just say, Hey, I really want to support what our school is doing. Um, I want to, I'm, I'm all in, Mm -hmm. um, but I'd love to work with you on how I could continue to use whole brain teaching or start to use whole brain teaching with it. Um, I think it's important to share that you have researched this, that you've listened to a podcast that you've read, that you've asked people on, you know, um, Facebook groups that you've gotten advice from people who've been using whole brain teaching and PBIS for years, let them know you've done the legwork. Mm-hmm. Like let them know you're not asking them to figure it out that you want to problem solve. You know, I I've worked with a lot of principals. I think I'm on number 15 and you know, the principals who are happiest with staff are, are, are with staff who come in with solutions. They're not just coming in with problems. If you're coming mm-hmm. in saying, I have a problem, but I think I have a solution. <laughs> they like that. If all you do is come in with problems, they don't have time for that. So, um, and so I always say you want to share that you want to use whole brain teaching in addition to PBIS and not instead of, I think that's very important that they hear that you want to use it in addition, okay. that you're choosing really to take on more Mm. not to replace. And, and I think teacher principals, especially get, they hear so much of that. Every time something new comes out, they have some teachers who bucket and they're like, I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. I've done this for 40 years. I'm going to do this. And they don't like that. Right. It puts, mm-hmm. it, it makes it a battle. So I think the best thing to do is just share that you really want to work with them. Um, most administrators will be thrilled that you are looking at improvement, right? That if you share your heart, that, you know, you have, because what do a lot of teachers complain to principals about how low their kids are or how bad their kids are. But if your mentality, when you walk in the door to a principal's office is, you know what, I know I have some students who are really struggling. And my goal this year is to help them improve to the best that they can. Okay. That's way different than saying, I don't know what to do with these kids. (laughs) You know? So if you say, you know, I really know that some of my students are not going to get a lot of bulldog bucks or, you know, tiger tickets or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, and just say, you know, I'm being real honest, you've seen these students, you know, that they're struggling, but I want, I have come up with a way. I think I can work together with our PBIS and focus on these students improvement to help them feel more successful this year. And then eventually, hopefully people outside my classroom will recognize their improvement and give them PBIS. So if you focus on the improvement, share that idea with them. Um, I also think, Inviting our students to see we can improve and not just accepting bare minimum is appealing to administrators, right? If, if the bar is this PBIS expectations, if you say to the administrator, you know what, I think they're great, but what if we can get our kids to improve beyond them? You know, what if it looks better in December than it did in June or or in September, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and just kind of have that focus of, you know what? Hey guys, we were pretty good in June when you're in September. I, I want the end of the year already. September, <laughs> September, we were pretty good and we were really drilling it. But you know what? When we're focusing on improvement, it's going to get better every month, not slide back down. And I think that's mm-hmm. a huge, a huge thing. What administrator doesn't want to be part of that? 
So these are three options that I recommend you propose. And that way you your administrator has options, right? Give them choices. Option one would be that you will use Super Improver in your class and PBIS out of your class. So in other words, in your classroom, you're going to focus on your improvement. You're going to use Super Improver strictly in your classroom, but you will also use PBIS out of your classroom. So in other words, and this is what I've typically done. I use PBIS if my students are in the hall, if they've at a special, if we're out at recess, if we're in the lunchroom, because I'm with my kids until they're, you know, eating. Um, I will use PBIS in all of those settings. But in my classroom, I would like to use Super Improver. So that's one option. Another option would be to use Super Improver and PBIS everywhere, which is what I started doing when I first started using PBIS. So you're giving Super Improver stars and points or tokens. Mm -hmm. And then option three would be to use super in your super improver in your classroom. And then you can use PBIS and super improver out of your classroom. So there's a couple different ways you could be doing it. Um, I have had schools adopt the improvement mentality with PBIS and they have found it super helpful. Mm -hmm. So you can take the PBIS and say, Hey, you know what, we're going to work on improvement. We're going to have this mentality that as the year goes, we're going to continue to give more tokens when we see improved behavior, just not, and not just compliance, not just the bare minimum. (laughs) So I actually think, you know, it, I have had terrific success with it. I know we have a number of teachers, you, Laura, I know Sarah, um, Sarah has definitely had a PBIS school as long as she's been teaching at her middle school. She also blends them together beautifully. We have a lot of teachers who have PBIS and home brain teaching working beautifully together. So never feel like because your school's PBIS that you can't blend them together. Right. Yeah. Well, and I like the mindset that you keep saying about improvement mm-hmm. and how that ties that they need to see that as a PBIS school to improve. I don't like this one bar. This is where it's at. I feel like it's important that they can make it better. So now PBIS is big on using an award system. You've mentioned this. We've talked a little bit about it, but how can we meld the ideas of the PBIS treasure box mentality with the whole brain teaching mentality, excuse me, of building relationships? So um, foundationally, PBIS has reward systems. I mean, that's one of the first things people figure out when they start a team. Um, in, in homebrew teaching, we've been always like, you know, coaches mantras, throw out the treasure box, right? Right. (laughs) Right. So what do you do with that? And I mean, that's a question we get, even Mm. when we're just teaching super improver, when we're just teaching scoreboard, you know, we have teachers say to us all the time, well, what do the kids get? Right. Even teachers have that mentality. Well, the kids get, (laughs) you know, we always say they get to level up. I have had um, teachers who are like, no, that's not going to be motivating enough. And I, I used to think, oh, it'll be fine. Well, I did end up with one class where I was like, Oof, not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was at that time, this has been a long time ago. Um, I figured out that if I was going to have to reward them for leveling up, it had to be about relationship. So that's what I really encourage schools to do. I've gone to my school, my PBIS team, and they actually said, you're right. I'm like, okay, look, they don't need a pencil. They don't need a fake mustache. They don't need a super ball. And here's what happens. I don't know about your school, but half those tokens got the kids in trouble when they came back. Because either someone was stealing it or they were playing with it during class. I mean, it ended up really not being a good thing. Mm -hmm. 
So I was kind of like the kids needed a PBIS expectations for what to do with the prizes, right? So what we did is we talked about relationship building and how can we create rewards that build relationships? I mean, what better way? Plus they don't, I mean, these are all things that don't cost anything. They're not treasure in your hands. They're actually treasure for our kids' character. So we talk about a relationship with an adult or a peer. So some examples I have that we've used is um, they can choose lunch with a teacher or lunch with a principal or working in the library with a librarian or being an assistant principal, um, work, just all kinds of things. Our kids choose that they're going to do the announcements. Um, you know, I get to be the announcements person and they get to work with the, the principal to, to figure out what the, the announcements are. And the principal gets to know that student, especially if you're in a big building. So those are kind of a few examples that my building has used for building relationships with the administrators or the teachers. And some of our kids choose to have lunch with a teacher they used to have, right? So they, mm-hmm. they get to go have lunch with their first grade teacher. And our teachers have been really great about it because our lunches are pretty short and they just, you know, the kids bring their lunch. We try to make it you know, if you pick that, you're going to work with that teacher. Maybe it's, you know, the teachers that once a week, or it's not like every week, the teacher has to have lunch every day or something. And then the other idea would be the re- to improve relationships with peers. So things like sit with a buddy, be a peer tutor, volunteer in another class with younger students, um, game time with friends. Um, we have that where if you pick that, there's one day a week where if you pick game time with friends, we have games in the library and the kids can get a friend and they get to go play a game or um, make PBIS videos with your friends, right? Like get it, go down to the office, get an iPad, you and your friends make next week's PBIS video modeling, whatever our behavior is for that week. Just such cool, fun things for the kids to do. And they love it. Nobody's crying that they can't get a new pencil. You know, I like that idea. I think I'm, speaking my age, but I'm a little bit old school with, you know, rewarding for things that I expect. Mm -hmm. So that it's always been hard for me to wrap my head around PBIS. Mm -hmm. And I really like this relationship tie in that really makes sense to me. And I think would be very valuable for the child in return. Right. I mean, it's more of a Mm win-win, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like you, Rhonda, do that with super improver already because don't you send your students what do you do when your students level up oh they do go down to the principal's office to show him and then you know he tends to give them a little token though which I wish he wouldn't but you know I'm not gonna knock what he wants to you know the relationship he wants to build with them but he also posts their picture on social media and they like that too so yeah oh yeah see and I mean even that or have it you know there's so many things that we can do that don't have to be tokens. And I, right. I think we underestimate how important relationship is to our kids. Like we know how valuable it is as teachers mm-hmm. and how valuable it is to get better behavior out of our students always comes with better relationships. So I think why not time together? You want them to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, not for what they're going to get mm-hmm. in return. And that's what I have issues with. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Very good points. Well, this has been like a really great conversation, Stacey, and we want to thank you so much for helping us kind of break down PBIS in conjunction with whole brain teaching, because like I said, we have been seeing a lot of comments lately on the Facebook page about how we can get 
whole brain teaching to work in a PBIS school. And like you said, I can attest that it does. You can Sarah matter as well. So um, we think this podcast is really going to be helpful to so many teachers out there. Um, Thank you so much once again, for being a part of our podcast and just like literally always being willing to come on and just share your wisdom with us. If um, we have listeners out there that have additional questions, either on how they can mesh whole brain teaching with PBIS or just any other additional questions, how can people get in touch with you? Um, Probably the easiest way is the, you can find me on Facebook on the um, pages. You can always reach out. I'm bound to show up somewhere on there. (laughs) And then you can email me, um, Stacy Bile at wholebrainteaching.com. And it's Stacy with a EY and then BYL. So you can reach out to me via email anytime. And you said something that you're going to be like really starting up that virtual, that WBT virtual page. I'm going to try and do do more lives and answering questions for virtual teachers. So we're going to get in there. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being with us again, Stacey. We always enjoy talking to you. We know there are many schools out there who use PBIS, so please share this podcast with teachers and administrators who could benefit from knowing how to incorporate whole brain teaching with PBIS. Also, follow us on our Facebook pages and Instagram page to follow some other great conversations or get your burning questions answered. You never know. We may do a podcast episode about it. So until next time, thank you all for listening.